Welcome to this week's episode of Dangerous to Go Alone. I'm one of your hosts, Jay Ray, and this is the last year I'll be 28. And I'm Amanda, and I have a Triforce tattoo on my wrist. Uh, we are a member of the Broken Jars Broadcast Podcasting Network, so check out all the other shows at brokenjars.xyz. I think that's the website. Anyways, we're back. A uh, long, not hiatus, sabbatical vacation. We took a vacation, listeners, and we did not record while we were on vacation. Our, we, our apologies. We brought the stuff. We did bring it. We thought we were going to do this, but then we didn't. Yeah. And we feel great about it. We do. We had a great vacation, for all of you wondering. <laughs> but we're back, and we've decided we're going to talk about Uncharted 4. It's been enough time since its release. I think it's okay to go into some spoilers. So if you haven't played it, this episode's not for you. This is the Uncharted 4 spoiler cast. So, I mean, download it, save it. When you beat it, give a listen. Otherwise, whatever. Whatever your face. We're going to talk about the whole game here. The whole shebang. All the games, too. All of them, yeah. Spoilers for all four Uncharted games. And this is the last time we're going to say spoilers. Spoilers. Say spoilers again. Spoilers. Spoilers. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So... Amanda and I bought it. She beat it first. She gave it to me. I beat it in about the same time she beat it. Yeah, I'd say I beat it about a month ago, so I'm like a month away from it right now. And yeah. you're about two weeks two away weeks from, from it. it. Yeah. Yeah. So Um So where do we begin? I think that we should begin talking a little bit about our experience with the Uncharted games. When did you play them? How did you hear about them? Blah blah blah. Um, none of your business. <laughs> T V <laughs> Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Um, no, I mean, how? when did I play them? I did play them late. You did. Because during that generation, I was a Microsoft video gamer. Oh, you didn't have a PlayStation? No, I didn't have a PS3 up until... I mean, because I, I own the original PlayStation. Right. And the PS2. And then okay. for whatever reason, I switched to the 360 after. Okay. So during the PS3 generation, I opted with Microsoft. And then I got a PS3 later, probably, actually probably the first year the PS4 came out, I got the PS3. Gotcha. I would say. Totally unrelated. Did you have an original Xbox or the 360 was your first Xbox? 360 was my first Xbox, but I had played Xboxes. Sure, sure, sure. I was just curious if you owned it. Um, But so with the purchase of the PS3, I bought the Uncharted, the original Uncharted collection was just the first three games. Oh, and all three were already out by the time you got there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. So you're way late. And all three games were PS3 games, just so people know. None were on PS2. They were all PS3, that generation of games. Right. Um, and I had always heard about them, you know. Um, they were like the game for Sony during that generation. Like, they were like the big critical darlings for sure. the console. So I always wanted to. And I bought the PS3 for my brother for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I also bought him, quote-unquote, three Uncharted games because I wanted to play them. And they were in a collection, like one disc, three games. Was it a bundle? They were three games. Okay. Three separate games. Yeah, it was a box of the three games, but each game was like in a thinner-than-usual sleeve. I see. Yeah. Yeah, so so I, I, I had been wanting to play them. So when would you say that was? That was like 20... Three years ago. Two, three years ago. 2012, 2013? 2013 sounds right. 20, Christmas 2013. And did you play through all three, like, back to back to back mm-hmm. right away? Yeah. How long do you think that took you? A couple months? Mm, two months. Two months, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you? 
Yeah, I'm way. I'm even later to the game than you what? to the Uncharted <laughs> franchise. I didn't play. I had always heard about Uncharted, and after playing Tomb Raider 2013, right? My boyfriend, J Ray, what? <laughs> um, suggested to me that I might like Uncharted because it's similar to Tomb Raider, which I enjoyed. Mm. So that's the point at which I became m- more interested in playing them. Um, but I still had the PS3 at that time. The PS4 had come out, but I, I d- didn't have it yet. Right. So then Christmas of 2015, I bought myself a PS4 for myself for Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank you. And I it was bundled. There were two different bundles, the Star Wars Battlefront bundle and the Uncharted Collection bundle, which are remasters of the original three games for the PS4. Mm. And because we already owned Star Wars Battlefront, I opted for the Uncharted Collection. So, yeah, that was one disc, all three games remastered for the PS4. Hmm. And I played them probably also in about two months, back to back to back, right? Maybe three, yeah. two or three months, yeah. definitely. And I, it was all, by then, Uncharted 4 had already been announced. We knew it was coming out in May of 2016, so I was trying to get through them in time to play Uncharted 4. That was the goal. Right. I had played the original trilogy not knowing, right. and you played knowing. Knowing there was right. a fourth, yep. Um. So, quickly... What did you think of the first game, second game, third game? Uh, I really liked the... I think, honestly, out of the three games, the story of the first game is my favorite. Mm. Um, But I think the mechanics of that game aren't as good as the others. So it's sort of hard to say, ranking them, because those two things are different. Let me ask you this. For the first game on the PS4, did you just throw grenades, or was there motion controls in your controller to do it? I just threw grenades. In, and um, I couldn't throw them back. You never can. Yeah, huh? No. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, I never did. Oh, I, I throw them back all the time. Hmm. Or did that only happen in four? Maybe it only happened in four. I think it happens in three. I don't think so. I'll, I'm going to Google it real quick while That's you fine. continue to ask me questions. <clears throat> I'm not going to ask you more questions. You're Googling, but I'm going to respond to what you said. Okay. Um, on PS3, there was the uh, the six-axis controller for PS3, which was, had some minor motion sensors in it uh so to throw grenades in uncharted one to get the arc you had to angle your controller up or down to, it was terrible i hate that very terrible <laughs> um yeah i agree the first well i don't necessarily agree with in terms of which is my favorite story but the, the gameplay in the first one was really rough i want to say um the meleeing was not great um, yeah, the melee was really bad, and the well, it was just like not really a part of the game. It was kind of strictly shootery, right? Like, yeah, meleeing wasn't a good option. It, it was very much cover based. Yeah, like you pretty much went behind a wall, a wave of enemies came to you, and you could work your way up or stay where you are. But pretty much that's how you go back. Yeah, and you couldn't even like hide from them that well, if I remember correctly. Too, it wasn't like they. Like, once they knew you were there, they knew right, you were there. Right, Which is, like, pretty standard probably for that timing. Sure, sure. Yeah. Right, but that's correct. And really, none of them but four do that. That's true. That's true. Um, so why is the first game your favorite story? I don't know. Well, I think you know this about me, but for the listeners, I'm sort of a boring person who really enjoys exposition. Mm. <laughs> so I enjoy the first game because it sets the foundation for Nate and Sully's friendship. Okay. Uh, for us as players, obviously they've been friends before then. That's correct. Um, but it really sets that relationship down for us, and I like that. I like beginnings. That's just how I am. Okay. 
I think it's, so I think that's, that's personal. Um, and what's the scary thing at the end? Uh, well, they're looking for El Dorado. That's right. And um, El Dorado is attached to, or there's like a curse part of it. And there's also these weird monkey golem. But people are turning into those monkey golem things. Are they? I think so. I think that's the curse. No, but I think that's the curse. But these are like former people. Oh man, I'm having a flashback right now. There's like a scene when you're, you must be underneath a ship hull or something. You're in some like dark place Mm. and waves and waves of those things are coming at you. Yeah. And like I had to find a key on a floor somewhere or something and I was like not finding it. And I was just like, how many of these guys do I have to fight till the scene is over? And then I was like, oh, I have to do something. Right, right, right. It was funny. Sorry. Um, Took me days. (laughs) My favorite story was probably two. Two's pretty good. Yeah, it's probably pretty close second for me, story-wise. Yeah. Um, And the gameplay was way better in two Way better. Yeah, I agree. That's where I started, and you don't do this. But I started doing like what they call run and gun. Mm, I never do that. Yeah, well, I would do more like hip firing as I'm running towards someone. Yeah. And that would stagger them and then I'd punch their face. Nice. <laughs> um, so that was, so from then on, that was kind of more how I played. Gotcha. Which is why during 4 I had such difficulties with the stealth. Mm. Because I was kind of defaulting to how I had played before. Gotcha. So uh, I did it when it felt necessary for sure. But there were a lot of times where I was like, I could just do this. So. Um, and then three, the gameplay was probably the best. Before, gameplay was definitely the best. Before Uncharted 4. And I think that would have been a better story if it had ended at three. But now in context of all four games, because three goes back in time also. Yes. To yeah. the actual first time you meet Sully. Yeah, and I loved that in three. Yeah. I hated the way three ended, though. We've talked about this, yeah. but I really was... Well, three gets rid of the the weird supernatural monsters. Which I kind of appreciate. I think that's kind of cheesy and stupid. Yeah. And I don't like it. But it's fine. Like, I'm sort of over it. And I knew about it beforehand because you, you, like, warmed me while I was playing the first one that, like, things got get supernatural. Um, And I was like, well, that's dumb. It's like that movie Flight Plan. Like, just dumb. I mean, but it is a thing that happens in that. I just spoiled thing. Flight Plan for everybody on this podcast. I'm so sorry. That movie's terrible. Don't waste Don't, your time. Yeah, We just saved you. <laughs> um, well, because um, Tomb Raider, it got weird, but Tomb Raider had some supernatural elements. The original one and the 2013 one. You don't remember it so much for whatever reason. I don't know why. You like blocked it out. Uh, but you don't remember the humongous Sam? Uh, so, yes, I do. Right. Yeah, at the end so when you're saving for Tomb Raider. Sam. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Tomb Raider's so good. So the big ass samurai people walking around in like the big caves full of body parts. Yeah, yeah. So that also has similar supernatural stuff. That's true. That's true. Um, But even the originals though, Cone Boob, Lara Croft. Always had supernatural stuff. Not always. Okay. Because there was a weird stretch where it got away from it. Mm. And um, she was like an undercover, like a spy. Okay. Like, so she was like in London as opposed to like in caves. Oh. It was a weird bit. Uh, and then they did some reboots, whatever. But so, and then Indiana Jones has magic stuff all the time. Yeah, that's true. So it's not like totally weird for it to do that. No. And obviously by the second one, I was just like, this is just what the game does. Right. It's fighting pirates up until you get to the magical city. Right. And you fight the monsters and then whatever. Right. But three did not have that. It had this trippy alcohol poisony. I liked that too. Thing. That was fun. Um, but yeah, so I feel like in context of all four games, three story is a little weird. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, 
Well, because, like, we don't know why. So, the big thing in 4 that we find out is Nate has a brother. Right. Named Sam. Right. Sam is not in 3. Correct. Which makes sense because he probably didn't exist. Yeah, he's not in any of the other three games. Right. Yeah. I think they're like, for four, like, hey, let's Let's make give this him a brother. brother. Yeah, right. right. But we see Nate around the same age. Um, as he was when he was supposedly with his brother. Right. I see what you're saying. I, right. I never even thought about that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's various reasons. You know, they got separated. Sam was obviously not around... We find out in four for a bit because of legal problems. Like right. he was only visiting Nate sometimes. Right. But nothing substantial because Sam reveals to Nate in the flashback that he was going to go on a job that would take him away for a year or so. A few years, I think he says. But Well, yeah. it seemed like a long time for Nate, though. Yeah. So his absence in three is kind of weird because it's not like Sam was always far away. It always seemed like he was around. Right. So that, that to me, that's what takes away from three's story, because now. three was kind of the story that four tells is like the ending of this adventurer, you right? Know? Um, and I also like how it ends on a happy beat, right? Him and Elena, three. yeah, yeah. Like him and Elena are good. Sully's alive. Mm-hmm. Like all their friends are good. Yeah, Charlie Bucket, <laughs> Mister Bucket. I don't think he had a last name. Well, I'm sure he does, but. Charlie is definitely yeah. his name, yeah. Um, he was good. Yeah. He's there. I was surprised he made it through that game. Yeah. I sort of wished that he didn't. These games never kill anybody. They don't. It's a which complaint is what, that I have. Which is, So we'll get there later, too, but that's what I was waiting for the entirety of Uncharted 4. Yeah. The whole time I was waiting for someone to die. Yeah. Uh, so It's disappointing no to me dies. that no one dies. I find that disappointing. That's fair. That's um, okay. There were, I want to say, less cinematic gameplay moments in the sense of like scripted events in what sorry uncharted 4 okay so two two is the boat or is three the boat the upside down boat under the ocean upside down boat under the ocean i you're on a boat trying to save sully and then it goes upside down in the ocean you don't uh-huh. remember? It's a huge part. I don't I literally remember. sat here watching you play. Oh, I'm so sorry. I think it's three. It must okay. have been three because it was recently. Well, there's pirates in three, so that makes yeah. sense. Because um, you're on this big cruise liner mm-hmm. that gets hit by a storm and it starts to sink. And it goes upside down. And I mean, the point, Amanda, okay. <laughs> is that Nate spends a lot of that game running away. Yes. From stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's three. It's three. It's three. I remember. <laughs> it's all coming back. <laughs> um. Which Uncharted 4 did not have. The running away shots. It had, like, it had like a couple bits, and the couple bits they had were great. Yeah. There was actually a point in Uncharted 3 where I was like, Jesus, how many times can a guy run away from stuff that's falling or totally chasing agree. or whatever? Yeah, I think Uncharted 3, if we're talking about how much we liked all the games, I think in a lot of different ways, though the gameplay is probably at its best, that game is the worst of right. the three, right. not including 4. So, In terms of like structure. Yeah. Because like I, I like the story. Yeah. Fine. And yeah. the gameplay is the best. But yeah, like the way it's composed as a video game is probably yeah. not the best, right? Yeah, yeah I think it's the sense. worst game. If I had to rank them, I would put it last. I'd put it last out of the four. Oh, no. You'd one, put one last? One is rough. Okay. Yeah. And even that story, too. I, I like know. the story. Yeah, it doesn't do much for me. I just do. But I like beginning. And that's why, too, I felt three did a better job of doing the whole Nate Sully thing than one did. 
Yeah, he's dead for half. It's of it. true, and I do really love that. all that story bit when yeah. they're we're just meeting. That's so cute. Yeah, it's really cute. So Sorry. I like cute things. So while we're still talking about characters, you were explaining to me feelings you had for a particular blonde <laughs> character. Yeah, named Elena. Yeah. Um, of which I told you, and I probably shouldn't have, because maybe I put her on a pedestal, but I said I liked her a lot. Yeah. And you felt a little different. Yeah, I did. I hated Elena. Elena's obviously introduced in the first game. Um, and like and the I, first mission. Yeah, yeah. And, and I hated her right off the fucking bat. I just... She's fine. She's just, like, boring and good and no, no fun. I always think of her as, like, the wet blanket of the games is what I t- Which I is, say. like, to me, it's crazy, right? <laughs> because she's with Nate the whole first Yeah, game. but she's always like, Nate, don't go on missions. She's not, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, first of all, the first game, they're stranded, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. she's only got that camera, so it's not like they have a choice. Yeah, she's she's actually, looking back on it, she's actually at her best in the first game. Because she doesn't start to get whiny in the way that I'm describing her until 2 and 3. And she does. She really does get there. Whiny. She's trying, yeah, cause she just tries to tell Nate, like, be careful, don't do that. Well, because like, what happens in between all of those early games is that they definitely break up in the middle. Mm-hmm. Right? So the first game, you feel like they end dating. Yeah, they're going to get together as soon as that game ends. Right, and in between the first and second game, they are no longer together. They're not together, right. And Nate is hanging out with Chloe. Who I like. Who, yeah, who is a terrible character, I think. I think Chloe's great. Great. <laughs> um, and then um, Elena doesn't come back till toward the end to save Nate. Of two, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but that's the point at which, like, she comes back and she saves him or, or helps him or whatever. And then he's going to go challenge that warlord, whatever his name is. I forget. The, and, like the mercenary guy? Yeah, they call him a warlord okay. throughout that game. I, I can't remember his name, but whoever the, the bad guy is. Sure. And he's, like, going to go do it. And she's like, no, don't do it. Just go home. Don't get hurt. Well, because, I like, hate that. And Chloe's... And that's the thing. In that game, it pits her against Chloe in that way. And Chloe's standing right next to her like, well, I'm going. Yeah, but at a point, she's not. Yeah. Right? All of a sudden, Chloe's badassness is like, <laughs> well, what's the point now? Sure. And Elena's like, we're here. So let's finish it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and just to me, well, because like Elena wasn't in trouble and then she's like, I should save Nate. Right. And then she's in trouble and she's like, you see you idiot. Right. This is what happens when you do this. And her cameraman dies, <laughs> Amanda. There's your, there's your death toll right there. <laughs> cameraman Nick or whatever his name was. Yeah. Um, and then, so whatever happens in the second game, they seem okay again. Yeah. Maybe even to the point where they were married because there's a different ring. That's, like, focused on in 3, I feel like. No, they're not married in 3. You don't think so? No, definitely I think they're not. Se- I think they're separated. No. They're not married. Engaged? It, no. It, it's much... I feel like whatever relationship they had in between 2 and 3 was a lot I do think it's serious. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I, I would agree with that, but I don't think they're engaged. or And they're definitely not married. Because the reveal of their marriage on Uncharted 4 is, like... Is a thing. Mm, that's right. Well, that's the thing. Okay, because I'm thinking about 3 in context of only having played 3. So, like, when I played 3, I was like, well, this is the end. Oh, oh, oh I think sure. they're married. Oh, right. sure. But that now, makes sense. What you're talking about, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah no, they definitely are. But they're definitely, like, very serious right. and very committed by 3. Um, and she's in Because Chloe's still hanging out, and she's just, like, not a part of it anymore. Yeah. Because she's in the beginning of 3, if right. I remember correctly. Well, she... And Nate's not trying to bone her. Well, and she calls. She's like, hey, let's go do this thing. Chloe. Yeah, I think. And Nate says no. I think. Yeah, they're on a mission together in the beginning, right. for sure. Oh, that's the bar. Mm-hmm. The bar fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, three starts really awesome. 
Yeah. It's like this. That's um, true. There's a lot of really good storytelling elements in three in terms of flashbacks and yeah, stuff. Yeah, like I said, I think I think three is probably it's probably number three if I had to rate off. Yeah, maybe I would put it at three um, and put one last. Yeah, but like but I said, like it's, one. it's a little gamey. That's, yeah, but that's the thing. It doesn't just because that's last true. One is that's bad. true. That's yeah. true. Calm down. But I got so mad at the end of Uncharted three. I walked away so angry from that game. Why? Because I hated the ending refresh my memory i hated the helen mirren lady yeah i she just like she doesn't fight her and nate don't have a fight and that that really bugged me oh yeah yeah. she like falls off something or she's in a um like a sand what what's that quicksand quicksand yeah Yeah. she's like in a quicksand pit and her guy tries to save her and he her like friend you know her pal can't it's a british dude and I think even Nate tries to save her in that, like, hero sort of way, and she, like, swats at him, like, Scar falling off the right, fucking right, pride right. rock. But, um, but yeah, they don't get in a big fight, and instead, Nate's final battle is with, like, her goon, who couldn't save her in that moment. Yeah, the British who, dude. Yeah, and he's, like, her right-hand man, so I'm not saying he's just, like, nobody, but I, I just think that's lame. That, and so I felt really underwhelmed when that game ended. And maybe it was because, too, I was expecting, um supernaturalness and then there wasn't monsters and that game fucking ends on another runaway shot where you're like running away as the bridge is collapsing after you kill him well like you said a lot of those games end in some type of quick time cinematic thing yeah i think they want you to sit more with the moment like they don't want you to be stuck yeah sure like in the last 10 minutes of that game but you just can't fucking play it because you're bad yeah the ending just didn't feel epic to me that was really my complaint and it's because you fought the number two as opposed to, like, fighting the bad person. <laughs> right, right. And it really bummed me out. Um, yeah, you know, well, and maybe this is comic book J-Ray talking, but, like, she's, like, the penguin. You know, she's, like, yeah. the money person. Right. When Batman's in the same room as the penguin, the penguin's gonna get punched in the face and he's gonna be done. Right. So, in terms but of... But she like doesn't a, even get punched in the face. Nothing but, even but happens I mean, to but, her. But that's the point. In terms of a fight, it's not really anything. Yeah. Like, it serves no... To me, it wouldn't serve... In action climate. Yeah. That's why it's got to be this guy. Sure. I don't... Which I can buy, but I, I then I don't have the answer, but, like, maybe there had to be more of a verbal argument between them that felt, sure, like, sure. ending or something. Like, it just... It really felt really anticlimactic. And right. she felt... For me, when I played this game, that That's she just, fair. like, fell in this quicksand, then she was gone, and then this guy's all sad she's dead, and you fight him. And that fight was also super easy. Whereas I died... I can't even tell you how many times I died during the final fight in Uncharted 2. Hmm. Where you're, like, running around with that guy with the blue stuff. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, 2 is a little bit more... 2 is pretty video gamey. Yeah. Right, in terms of, like, you know, the big, bright, glowing spot is weak points. Yeah. You know? Right. <laughs> <clears throat> um, yeah, so I, I get that. Um, so... So Uncharted 4. We're here to talk about Uncharted 4. No, we're going to... We're just talking about Uncharted? Everything. Okay. Well, it matters, because 4 is based on the 3. Sure. You know? Like, you need all 3 of them. Absolutely. But so we start 4. Let's let's get out of lore a bit. Okay. What did you think about the grappling hook? Oh, super fun. Really? Uh, yeah, I really liked it. I thought they laid it on real thick at first. Yeah, that's probably true. It's like, I have a grappling hook. Use it 80 times. Yeah. Which is annoying. And I also was a little confused about the physics of it. Like, you throw it, you jump off a ledge, swing under a bridge, land onto a very thin, precarious ledge on a mountain cliff. Sure. And it just unhooks. Yeah. And winds into your asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Which is fine, but it just it's just so weird that, like, 
you know, they, they make you stumble and you slip with rocks and the physics are so good. And right. then you just got this magic grappling hook, which is kind of... That's true. It bugged me out a little. It was fun to use it after that tutorial area. Yeah, yeah, I agree with yeah, that. It became a lot better to use. And then there were other instances, But I think that's too. pretty common in video games. To when there's a, when a new thing is introduced to like yeah to sort I, of hit you with a frying pan with it yeah that was just rough I mean, it's not like it was confusing right that's it was true pretty a basic thing and there were other instances too where I was like well why can't I use a grappling hook here yeah 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 right like things were like I have to climb up this specific wall right um, but the other smaller thing the unsung hero of the game is like that wall pick. Yeah, stolen straight from Tomb Raider 2013. That's what you say. But, I mean, it's a climbing tool. Sure. It's stolen from climbing. (laughs) Well, and to be fair to the stealing of a Tomb Raider tool, it's different because you can only put it in once. She has a pickaxe, which is different than just Which is, like, integral to her climbing a lot of things. Right. Right, and she continues to climb. Does she have two pickaxes? No. No, she has one. She can can climb forever. Right. She just, like, jumps using it and then... And keeps going, right. right? Yeah, he can only stab once. And it's also he, it's a melee weapon of hers. Yes, right. right. So it is different. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that was great, too. Yeah, that was that was a good one. You know what I liked about that, too? I loved when he would jump, um, like, on a particularly, like, large piece, and it would slide, slide down. down. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was great. My brother told me something interesting that he felt about the Uncharted games, and you, having not played the games he's about to compare it to through my retelling of this story, may not mean a lot to you. Sure. But he said the climbing in Uncharted seems like filler sometimes because it's not like it's hard. Right. You know, you get a couple of like reaction type things where you're sliding and you have to do something quickly mm-hmm. or some other rare instances where whatever you're climbing is falling. Breaking, right. But generally it's not like, how do I get there? It's like, this is the way. Right. Climb up it. Right. As opposed to what he compared to was like Assassin's Creed. Where you have to get to the top of a building, but there's like five or six different ways you could do it. Yeah. Um, and I never thought about it in that context, but it's kind of a good point. No, I think it's a very good point. Like, there's nothing hard about climbing in Uncharted. And we have a friend, too. Shout out to Maggie, um, who is playing Uncharted for the first time right now. And her first reaction to the first game is was like, why am I climbing all this shit? Right. I'm just like jumping around climbing shit forever. Right. <laughs> um, and I think is, it's true. Yeah. It, there's a lot of climbing in Uncharted. Um and it's, I mean, I think it's fun. But if you don't think it's fun, then... It is fun. And there are times where it matters. Uncharted 4 makes it matter a lot more than the rest of the Uncharted games. Yeah. Because I'm thinking It now, happened less, right. I think, too. So I'm thinking about 2, and you're infiltrating this castle somewhere in the middle of the game with Chloe. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are a couple of ropes hanging down, so you have to jump from a ledge to a rope and run across. And, like, sometimes you can mess that up because you jump too early. Yeah, yeah. But it's not like it's a skill thing. Right. Right, you just do it. Yeah. But this game does some stuff in that. So there's a really great puzzle, probably the best puzzle in that game, where you are, and the whole the whole part of it is good, where you're in a clock tower. Yeah, it's and You have good. to unlock a door, then you have to go downstairs and do another puzzle. Right. But the unlocking the door has interesting climbing mechanics. Yeah. Because there's gears turning. Yep. There's weights that presumably ring the bell. Mm-hmm. And then there's also... There is some other swinging stuff that you should have to avoid. Yes. Um, which made Pendulums it a Pendulums or yeah, something. Yeah, 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 something like that. Um, which yeah. That, that was really good. It's true. The climbing yeah. in that scene was great. 
Because obviously there's no pendulums on the outside of a stagnant, not moving, unguarded castle. Well, and it made the climbing different too, right? So not only are we talking about them adding this grappling hook, which sometimes added to climbing in certain ways, and this pick that sometimes added to climbing in certain ways. But in that watchtower scene, like when you're climbing up gears, you have to climb at different speeds depending on the speed the gear is moving and stuff. So it really changes it up. So it doesn't just feel like I'm climbing up a wall for three hours. Right, right, right. That's true. So he brought that up and I never thought about it before, but it's a good point. Yeah. But Uncharted 4 does try to do its best to fix that. Well, and that uh, that watchtower scene, too, you could go, you have to get to, like, three different things, right? Like, yes. three different animals or something. Right, so it's a lot of up and down. And you could do that in multiple, any order. There wasn't, like, a rule no, of how... You... there was. Oh, there was? Oh, yeah. shit. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, it was... I still think there were multiple ways to get there, though. There was. Yeah, I, I that's that. that's yeah, yeah. 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 But you did have to get the animals in a certain order, yeah, or whatever they were. I think the animals were attributed to like directions on a compass. Yeah, yeah, to yeah that's right. Compass, that's yeah. totally right. Um, yeah. So he brought that up. I thought that was interesting. But the yeah. grappling hook, fun. Ice pick, fun. Yeah, yeah, it just adds to that the monotony of that thing. Right. I think to make it a little less monotonous. Right. Because you can't really do away with it all, because that's like a staple of the Uncharted franchise, kind right. of. So yeah. So let's talk about stealth. Stealth. You were very, you highly praised the stealth in this game. I did. At least in context of the franchise. And oh you, yeah, definitely. And you walk away still feeling that. Yeah, I mean, I, I've said this to you, but I played this game pretty much 100% in stealth. Almost any time I walked into a situation where there were like, you know, 50 dudes or whatever, however many dudes... I killed them all one by one, slowly over time, stealthily, and never got detected. That's right. how I played. Right. Um, and that was fun for me because I'm not a particularly good shot. Even mm-hmm. though this is a third-person shooter, I'm not much of a shooter kind of lady. Right. Um, so it was nice that I could walk in and do that instead. Because <laughs> I like to strangle people. Sure. That's really what it is. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought that was really fun. And I, uh, the stealth mechanic of people having those little diamond things above their head. So as the, the white the diamond, rating, yeah. yeah, the alert, um, as it fills up. So like that's stressful in that moment as like, Oh, it's close. I got to get behind something, you know? And then the moment where it turns yellow and you're like duck. Right. And then the moment when it turns to, what is it? Orange when they finally really, yeah. really see you. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought that was, was clever and good too, because I, you know, I have played a lot of older games in my life in which like, you have to do stealthy things. Like Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. If you remember when you have to go to Hyrule oh, Castle yeah, yeah. and all those guards are there. And it's like bullshit. You're yeah, like, that guy didn't off. see me. Right. Oh, yeah. That's true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's like bullshit that yeah. when they see you or they don't. Right. Because you can't figure it out exactly how the game has made it. But right. because of this diamond thing, we know exactly when these people are going to see us or not. Right. Which I think is a lot more fun right. than just trying to creep by and hope they don't see you. I mean, sure. we've been playing The Last of Us at the same time. And that's the same idea. Like, sometimes I think it's bullshit when a clicker sees you. Right, because, like, I did the same move on a clicker two rooms ago. And he didn't see you. Right. right, yeah, exactly. So I really appreciated that about this game. It was very deliberate, I guess is the word. Yeah, I mean, I didn't hear a complaint about it. But I know an argument against what you're talking about could be that it's, like, video gamey. Yeah. The clicker is, like, immersive. Sure. Like, oh, shit, now it hears me. And but, you just try yeah. your best to be as quiet as possible anyways. Yeah. As opposed to this is, like, you're just playing the game. Yeah. Which isn't bad. Again, I'm, I'm with you. I but, understand yeah. that. I, I, I mean, that makes sense. But I, I'm playing a video game, so... Yeah. <laughs> because I could get really frustrated with something like The Last of Us or that scene in Zelda or any other game that has that kind of mechanic where right. I'm like, are you fucking kidding? How right, did right. that hear me? Right. You know? And other times, too, when it didn't. 
I, even though I'd get away with it, which right. would make me happy, I'd be like, well, that's not fair. Sure. You know, like I, I should have to replay this scene. I did trash and I deserve to play the game. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, I dug that. I thought it was fine. I didn't use it as much as you did. And there were times where I did use it more. Um, it was just hard. The levels were really big and they didn't necessarily feel conducive towards stealth. Hmm. Um, but maybe it's because I hadn't played a game that had so much vertical movement and required stealth. Because there were times, too, where I was like... Because it wasn't clear. Because it was, it was like very rarely ever mandatory to be stealthy. Correct. Like, the first time it's introduced, it is, because you don't have a gun. Right. But aside from that, it's never mandatory. So I wasn't quite sure, like, if the level design was built as a stealth level or not. Mm. So... Like, let's take, for example, there's an instance where you, Sully, and Sam are in a Jeep yep. driving across, like, somewhere in the desert. Is yep. It, is it Africa? Madagascar? Madagascar, yeah. maybe, yeah. Um, and there's an instance where you need to drop a drawbridge. There's a couple different places yep. where the three of you have to stop this particular place. That one took me forever to do stealthily. See, and I didn't it took do me it a stealthily. really long yeah. time. It took me like a half, seriously, like a half an hour yeah. to get through, and not because I ever got caught. Right. It just like to get everybody stealthily and to take my time through it, it took yeah. forever. Because so what I would do is I would take out as many as I could stealthily, but once it went, it went. Yeah, I think the game probably wants you to play that way. See, and that's how I felt. Yeah. So maybe. So, so that's why I just bring it up, because I just felt like the game that wasn't like, you have to be stealthy. No. Or they're coming for you right now. Right. No, I, then... I think the intention is for you to take out a couple guys, because honestly, I did walk into at least one scene, not that one, and just try to shoot everybody. And I'm not sure, I mean, I'm a bad shot, so maybe I'm just bad, but I'm not sure that it would have been possible if you didn't at least take out like two or three guys first. Right, right. So I think that was really in the design of the game. Their intent was to have you take out a handful of guys stealthily. Right. And then just go at it. Right. Yeah. Um, and then another part of the gameplay was the melee combat. Mm-hmm. Which you said you liked a lot also? Yeah, it did. See, I felt like it was missing something from the older game. Probably three. Three, yeah. Because three had like, if I'm recalling, and now that I'm thinking about it and talking at the same time. I might be confusing it with Grand Theft Auto Five, but there was a like a a dodge option. I thought in Uncharted Three. What happened a lot in Uncharted Three? Uncharted Three, most of the hand to hand combat was like you're fighting somebody and you press circle when it tells you to press circle, and you press triangle when it tells you to press triangle. And one of those things is a duck option, and one of those things is an attack option. But it sort of tells you when to do it. Well, because I'm wondering if maybe I fought more than you, though, like because that was how I played. Maybe because at a certain point, I just swore that if they had no gun and you were punching them, mm-hmm. yeah, there was an opportunity to do this dodging thing mm-hmm. that I felt like you could never do in Uncharted Four. Like I'm thinking about the prison scene in the beginning. In the beginning, where you're back in time and you're with Rafe, who is yep, the yep, game's yep. and he just like shot that guy. <clears throat> right. He just killed That's Vargas. It. Vargas, the yeah. security guard, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I was just really... Oh, and it's even before that, actually. Because mm. you're in that one-on-one fight trying to get into jail so Vargas could take you to this place. Mm. Um, so you're fighting this man with a lot oh, of tattoos. Oh, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And you're kind of putting on a show so you get put in solitary. Right. Um, yeah, and it was just kind of frustrating because instead of letting you dodge moves, what it seemed like they let you do was to counter grapples more. 
Because there are a lot of instances where you're entangled in some way. Yeah, they hold you. Yeah, yeah, bash yeah. triangle, That is right? true, yep. So maybe that's what they switched out. But that it took me a maybe. long time to figure, like, to get used to that. Gotcha. I was just really used to, like, not getting punched in the face all the fucking time. Right, right, right. That's um, fair. But you didn't have that experience. Yeah, I didn't yeah. have a bad... I mean, I, I wouldn't say that it was the best hand-to-hand I've ever played in a right. game or something. But I thought it was fine. Right. I had no problems with it. Right. Yeah. And then I remember... Maybe four did it, but three did this thing too. A lot of times, where if you ran up to people and like killed them and then punched them, they would drop their gun in such a way that you could catch it. Yeah. Did four do that? I don't remember. I don't remember it so much in four. I definitely remember it in, in three, three. So right, yeah. probably it happened less. Yeah, that, that was cool. Yeah, but that's I mean, part of why it, it did it because then you would just switch guns to like a whole <laughs> session. Right. Yeah. You just trying to be flashy with your gameplay. Yeah. Why well, else? Just felt like it was faster. Yeah. Because sometimes shooting in those games is hard. Yeah. Um, and actually, so speaking of Uncharted 4, I, it was really hard to shoot in Uncharted 4. Yeah. Well, I probably could have played with my sensitivity so that my controller reacted better how I wanted it to. Right. But there was like an aim lock assist option mm-hmm. that I didn't toggle on. Cause I, I didn't imagine either. you didn't. No, um, I did not. Because I think that could have helped. Because like, cause cause what it would have done is that like, if I'm like not looking right at you, but I'm looking a little to your left right. or your right, and I aim down my sight. It'll pop me yeah. back toward you, which again is a little cheap, and I didn't yeah, do I it, like but it. it would have helped a little bit because they it felt like they just need a little something. Um, yeah, because it was a little. Sometimes it was like tricky. Like sometimes I felt like I was more fighting the game to shoot people in the face. Oh, I didn't feel that way, but I again probably didn't use my gun as much as you used your gun, right? Because you were stealthing about right. Another scene where I had a hard time stealthing too is when they're escaping the. Um, auction the silent auction mm. at that like mansion or whatever right that's like the first stealth bit right yeah um, yeah oh no 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 sorry not that part then it's in another mansiony type place but you walk into the room but i know there's like an ice sculpture because i kept trying to hide behind the ice, ice sculpture but people kept shooting it and it disappeared <laughs> you remember this no that might be that but maybe it's not stealth anymore. but you had a gun at that point right. you've yeah. caught you like you swing in through the room to save sam yeah i think that might be right and i think it's just a non-stealth thing I think it's like yeah, and it was like a super non-stealth moment, and I had yeah. a, that was one of the most more difficult parts of that game for me because I it was a lot of shooting and there were a lot of guys and it wasn't easy. And but I still don't of... think I was fighting the game. Mm, okay. I think I was fighting myself. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of cover that breaks in this game. Yeah, which I think is good. Yeah, it's fine. I, yeah. It just depends. It depends. I mean, because if, if you're getting flanked too much, yeah, sometimes it's hard, and I just felt like. I was, my screen was often gray, hmm. you know? Yeah, like, same. Like when you're about to die. But I don't think that's a problem. Maybe not a problem if you don't die. Right. But like, they don't design this pretty game for you to play in gray sure. with like red you yeah, know, yeah, vignettes yeah. pulsating or whatever. So I felt like maybe my health wasn't as, I felt like I should have been able, been able to take a couple more shots but what are I started you, getting. What, are you saying that you think the game was too hard? No, not too hard. Then? I just felt like maybe okay. the level design. Like I'm, like I'm saying, it wasn't clear if I was supposed to be secretive or not. Right. Because when it was all, like, guns blazing, they really wanted me to be moving around a lot. Right. Which didn't really want you to stay behind cover and shoot people. Right. Like, it seemed more like what I normally would have done. It was like, you have to, like, run around and right. shoot people in the face, like, right. up close and personal. But it's interesting to me that you're complaining about that, because I think... Because you're usually more the person who likes to have options of how to approach anything. Like, how to approach a scene. Right. And I think you usually seem to think that makes a game good. Yeah, I mean... So I don't really know why you're, com- why you're complaining. 
<laughs> well, I'm telling you, if you listen. Okay, okay. No, because the levels are big. Yeah. Right? So when you're in an engaged area, there's a lot of space, especially when you add that verticality. Mm-hmm. So people are shooting down at you, but mm-hmm. you're also shooting down at people. There's things you can climb, things you can't climb. Like, so... Yeah, but there are scenes like that in Uncharted 3, because there's that scene where you're, like, in that... I don't know if it's a church or what, but it's, like, a big stone courtyard just before... Um, Char- what's his name? Charlie? Gets that thing in his neck that makes uh, him all crazy or whatever. Because yeah, yeah. I remember having a hard time with that scene, and it's because there's a verticality. And that level is huge. Is it, like, the six snipers up in the pews or something like there's that? There's a bunch up, yeah. and there's a bunch on the ground, and they're and it's just, like, a big circular space and people are at you from all around the whole circle and from up and from down Mm. so it's like very and it's big and there was no stealth involved at all so that was just about shooting all those people yeah i didn't have a problem in those games yeah all right that's fair i mean that's only one scene in in that game i don't know that any other scenes were like that but yeah i mean even that circle thing was like used in uncharted one there's a Mm -hmm. bit where you're with sully and you're in, like, a fountain outside in the middle of this old town. Yeah, right? I remember That's that. That's very similar. Um, yeah, but there's a lot of cover and stuff there. That's what I'm saying. Like, there wasn't a lot of cover in this churchyard. That's why it was so difficult. Well, that's what I felt like, too, though, about these levels on Charter 4 sometimes. Because right. it's not like it was a room. It's like you're outside. Right. You know? Right. So that's why maybe I was having trouble, because I just couldn't get my footing. Yeah. Of, like, where's my cover? Right. Like, where do I take these people out, or how do I hide? Because I also felt like when I was being stealthy, I spent, like... And maybe this is what you did, but I spent, like, 20 minutes hanging off a ledge waiting for people to be in the position I needed them yep, to be in. Yeah, that's exactly what I did. Yeah, and I don't like that. Gotcha. Because that's not realistic. <laughs> Nate, I mean, just... And it's stupid, but, like, Nate couldn't hang on for 20 minutes. Nate can't do anything that Nate does. Nate is, like, the most he unrealistic can. video game guy there's been in a long no time. No way. <laughs> Laura Cross boobs are definitely more unrealistic than that. Her original boobs. Yeah, not anymore. Yeah, her That's what I'm fine. saying. So, like, of recent... Things used to always be ridiculous, but Nate yeah. is just, like, beyond ridiculous. The shit he climbs and the whatever he does is, like, so beyond. Yeah, but everybody references it, too. Yeah. Like, I think and it's it fine. I feel fine about it, but right. for you to now complain about something being unrealistic... Oh, about him not being able to hang from a ledge. Well, because like, it's right. That's not he a, can't do anything. Because it's not a game. Yeah. It's not, it's not Ledge Hanger Simulator 2016. <laughs> you know? It's just... It's kind of... Well, but again, you don't have to do it that way, I don't think. I know, but that's what I'm saying why I had trouble, because right. it also felt like they didn't give me a lot of options to fight safely. I see. So you feel like you needed more options to not use the stealth. I just wanted it to be a little bit more clear to me. Again, we played the game and we liked it, so yeah. now we're being nitpicky. Sure. But there's a specific instance I'm thinking about, and I can't explain it to you, but you're on the island at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. And Nate instantly goes stealthy when he's in a bush, I think, right? Like if yeah, there's low, tall he, grass, right. yeah. Which would be the equivalent of previous games of him hiding behind, like, low cover. Sure. But as soon as you shoot, you're not ducking anymore. Right. And there's no cover because you were in a bush. Right. So if I can't take out those guys quick enough, and if there's six of them, then you wouldn't be able to anyways. Then you have to run away. So yeah. I felt like there was a lot of that, like guerrilla warfare kind of thing. I sure. don't know. It just kind of ruined the flow of the game to me, I guess is my point. I want to fight, or I want to be stealthy. But, like, fighting and then running away to hide, only to attack again, just kind of felt jarring. It was very stop and go. Yeah, I didn't... I know exactly what you're talking about now. That makes total sense to me, and I just don't have that same experience at all. All Because if anything, it seemed, like, more realistic. Not that it matters in these games anyway, but, like, you know, there's tall grass. You hide in it. Somebody might spot you if you stand up in it and take a shot. 
Yeah, I mean that makes sense. Yeah. That's what I'm talking and about. That's like, what you have. The whole you're in the encounter, woods. though. Yeah. Right. Um, let's talk about lore. Okay. Or rather, the story. Yeah. You talk. <laughs> what did you think? Like, did you like the introduction of Sam? What made you like Elena better by the end of the game? Were you upset that certain characters didn't appear? Sure. Was Sully in it enough? Sure. Okay. Um, well, to start out, I will say I read later after I had completed the game that the opening scene of them on the boat, which appears again later in the game because it's a flashbacky moment, um, I read that very late in the making of that game. They pulled that scene to the front because they think they thought the beginning needed more of a like grab you thing, hmm. and I thought it was stupid. I didn't. I I would have rather the game just started with Nate swimming. Did it start with him swimming? Well, there's the first time we meet present-day Nate is him swimming. The first time we meet Nate as a whole is a flashback. Of him and Sam on the boat? No. In the of, prison. That's where I think it should have started. No. I think oh. it's young Nate. Oh, yeah, young yeah. Nate. That's right. Being broken out of the orphanage with his brother. Yeah, maybe that would have been a lame way to start it. I don't know, but I, I wasn't thrilled with that being the beginning. It didn't grab me in the way that I think it, the two. game wanted to grab me. Uncharted 2. No, Uncharted 4. I'm talking about no, Uncharted 4. I understand. I'm saying Uncharted 2 did the same thing. Oh. You're saying it didn't grab you the same way Uncharted 2 probably did. With the train. Oh, yeah, the train was great. Right. Yeah, so, yeah, it just wasn't enough, because it was kind of lame. You just drove this boat for a little bit, and then crashed it, right? You crash it or something, and then... Uh, it, like, blows up. Yeah. Yeah. And then you just, like, flash back to this thing. I don't know. And it, it seemed... And, of course, once I read it, then it was in my head, but it does seem like a last-minute thought to be like, oh, we need something more grabby. Let's throw this in. Um, so we'll start there. Um, I do like the introduction of Sam, and I find it, some people, I, I haven't read this complaint anywhere, but there are complaints of this happening in other show, TV shows and other things, when they introduce siblings that we've never talked about for eight years or whatever, right. and why that's stupid. But I think it, it's actually believable, because I think that kind of person Nate is, he would just try to forget about it and never mention his brother again to anybody. Right. Not Elena, not anyone. I think that's reasonable of Nate. Right. Um, so I think it was a fair introduction to decide to introduce this character um, into the thing. It was very emotional, the opening of that game before the credits rolled. Um, the, the moment when he drops off, yeah. Sam drops off the side of the thing after being shot and Nate and is presumed dead and Nate runs off or whatever. It was very emotional. Did you try to go back? No, could you? I tried. I couldn't. Oh. Because I tried to jump back to the other building that I jumped from when oh. Sam didn't make the jump. I see. Uh, but Nate can't make that jump for whatever reason backwards, you know. There right. must have been a visible, there must have been a Chris Hemsworth-like <laughs> cabin in the woods wall there. Yeah, but, of course, um, of course. Yeah, I tried. Uh, you couldn't. He's still talking to himself that whole time, you know? Yeah. So it's like, well, That's try. interesting to know. Also, totally on point to note that you would even try to go back for him, and I did not try yeah, even yeah. for a second. Yeah. I was emotional as hell, but I was like, I'm not going back for that fuck. This is over. <laughs> so that's super funny. Um, yeah, so that was super emotional and good. Uh, the Chapter 4, I, like I talked up to yeah. you long before... And I, I will forever remember that it's chapter four because it just was so great to me. I thought, honestly, like, it's kind of stupid to say, but I feel like it was my favorite part of that whole game and maybe of the whole franchise. Right. Um, which is this moment. So you wake up in the present day or whatever in your house 
and you walk through the house to go downstairs where you hear Elena calling you. And that's where the marriage reveal happens. I saw, there was like a picture. I don't know if you saw it. It was a photo album. It was a photo album of their wedding. I don't think he wakes up though. I think he's reading something in the attic. Maybe. Like, or he was, you know what it was? He, oh, does he play the game first? He, like, shoots the gun before he starts walking through the, the house? Yeah, yeah, Like, he had just gotten off of work. Yeah. Then he goes home and he's looking at that Malaysia job, which is, like, this job that a coworker wants him to do that's very similar to his old thing. But, like, but kind of legal. legal. Right, and he won't do it. Yeah. Because well, they don't have the permits. Right. Um, but, right, it's, like, with, like, good people, though. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's not dangerous, too. right. Um, but he won't do it, but I think he's looking at that in his attic and he files it away. Gotcha. And then he's like, he looks at all the trinkets from the previous game. Yeah, I thought that was awesome. Yeah, walking through and seeing all the trinkets, especially because I had recently played through all three of them. They were very fresh, so, and emotional. And then his little, like, when he picks up that toy gun, was just like the cutest thing I've ever seen anybody do in life. There's like hanging targets (laughs) that he shoots with the dart gun, but he's like talking as if he's. He's like trying to get back because he, yeah, I mean, I'm assuming people who are listening to this know something about this franchise and this game and have played it because this is spoilery. But yeah, he is retired, you know, when the game starts off. So he sort of is up there, like, wishing he was shooting bad guys, but he's not. And he has a toy gun, and he's shooting these targets. Super cute. I mean, this might be the first time you you use any type of gun in the game. Yeah, I think it might be. Right, yeah, because the first is... Yeah, it's a lot of flashbacks up until this point. Yeah. So his first gun using the game is a dark gun. Yeah, super fun. It's, uh, yeah, or it's like some kind of nerf thing. Yeah, like a suction cup. Anyway, so then he walks down, so I loved all that, and then he walks downstairs, and we have the reveal of the house, which is a gorgeous house. I just liked walking through it. I want a gorgeous house someday, and... Um, Don't look at me. And the wedding album. Um, yeah, I, like, almost cried, but I was maybe emotional that day. Maybe. But, so you see Elena is not a journalist per se, but she is, like... She does travel books, it yeah, seems travel like, you know, books. travel guides and stuff like that. So that's what she does. So she still works in, like, the writing profession. Yeah. There's a photo album that reveals that Nate and Elena were officially married. Right. Um, yeah, a couple more trinkets and stuff throughout the house. And then, yeah, eventually he makes it. Makes it all the way downstairs to Elena. And I thought that was all really, really beautiful, too. Yeah, I must have just been emotional that night because I was, like, so ready to cry during this whole thing. Well, like, she made dinner. But he, like, puts it in the bowl. Yeah, and, you, and you have to go around. get it. I was trying to explain that to a non-gaming coworker the day after I played it, because I was trying to talk to anybody about this game, because I couldn't right. talk to J. Ray about it. Um, so everybody hated me. But I was like, it was just amazing to have this game force you to, like, live this domesticity or whatever. And then you're, like, on the couch eating dinner, and it's, it's just so cute. Let me ask you this. Yeah. There's a bit before you get to the bowls mm-hmm. where you open the fridge. And you have to pick a drink. Oh, I didn't do that. Oh, I did. Oh, man. Yeah, I so did not do that. you to drink, and then you can get a beer, you can get a soda, and I got a soda. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow, interesting. I did not do that. You I had no idea. Out. That's so cute. Yeah. That's even cuter. Yeah, now I have to replay it just to pick the beer. Yeah. <laughs> well, so you bring her the food, and she's telling you about her day, basically, but you're zoning out now because... Yeah, and there's like a picture that you're... Right. Of like something some beautiful. Of island. Yeah. And, <laughs> so the whole, the whole purpose of the game, in terms of the treasure... Is that you're going for this humongous treasure from a pirate named Henry Avery. Right. Um, The story of Henry Avery seems to be pretty deep-rooted in Nate's past. It seems like something his mother was investigating and something that him and his brother were very aware of. Yep. And you find out that they had been searching for it early on, too. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's the whole shtick. So the picture he's looking at is, like, an island with a Mm -hmm. boat or something. So that's probably what he was thinking about. 
Right. But he zonks out long enough for Elena to realize. And then there's, like, some fun bits where she quizzes him on what she was she talking about. She just said, yeah. And you have to answer. Yeah, and all of the answers are wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I thought that was fun, too. Yeah. Um, and then the best part, right. perhaps, that they make a bet. Nate makes a bet with Elena about who's going to do the dishes right. over a game of Crash Bandicoot on the PS1. Which is made by Naughty Dog, who makes Uncharted, just right. in case you didn't know. Yeah, so then you get to play a level of Crash Bandicoot, a super meta. Right. Nate looking at his t- You're looking at the TV that Nate's looking at. Which made me realize, too, how, like, why awesome. Naughty Dog does the running away from the camera things. Because all Crash the Crash Bandicoot. Bandicoot levels were like that. Yeah. yeah. Not all of them, but enough of them. I was like, oh, yeah, this is true. kind of in their wheelhouse. Good point. Didn't think about it, but good point. Um, and what's fun, too, is that you're playing Crash Bandicoot, but looking at a TV. Right. Right. Yeah, it's not like it's full screen. Yeah, it's meta. Yeah. Super great. Um, whatever you do, you don't do enough. Yeah. You don't I played like trash anyway. I did pretty well. I did really bad later on when you revisited that part. But. Yeah, I played trash both times. <laughs> Um, so not to, not to talk about the whole story, but chapter four obviously is great, and that's where that chapter pretty. Yeah, much I just ends. thought it was great, and I think it's worth noting just because I, I when I played it, I just felt like it was so unique. Like I I'd, I'd never played something like that, especially in a game like this that's hmm. so like action oriented and right. action based to have this sort of emotional, real life, you know, normalness right. in a, a a game that's such a grand scale. Right. You know, that's so big and so high adventure and whatever um i just thought it was beautiful i don't know and i will say that about the game in general what i really liked about uncharted 4 in comparison to the other three is i felt like it had this thing to it even though there were the moments of like nate meeting sully in uncharted 3 those flashback moments or whatever but there was just something about this just felt more emotional the whole way through um and more based on some sort of reality for nate than just like Adventure, sure, sure. shoot people. You right. know, like there was meaning behind everything, and I really appreciated that about it. What made you like Elena? Well, to be fair, I had started to like Elena in Uncharted Three. Okay. I yeah, Un- Uncharted Two is like her at her worst because there's a Chloe option. So I'm like, oh, sure. well, why would I be with this boring lady if I could be with this exciting, fun lady who's super sexy? She's fine. Stop it. Looked like she was wearing a wig. <laughs> Her hair is kind of bad, you're right. So, yeah, but I don't know. She's still doing that thing in Uncharted 3 where she's like, she's the, because vo- she's the voice of reason. I, I, when I say she's a wet blanket, I mean she's a very important part of the plot because somebody has to be reasonable. Right, someone has and to it's say, never going to be Nathan right. Drake. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't, it's hard to say what really turned me around on her but by the end of uncharted 3 i felt like good about her i was like okay this is the person nate's gonna be with and i feel good about it and so i don't know like the moment i saw that they were married and that whole little domestic bit and how cute they were i just Mm. was like that was it i was like i love this woman (laughs) and Um, she only got better as that game went on but i I felt good about her from the beginning because of that so that, that set me in a good place with her and then like you know because then we see that she misses the adventure, too. So we see her... Like, later, though. Later, right. Yeah. yeah, totally later. But we see that she misses it, too. And, you know, I appreciate... Because that's, that's the kind of person I strive to be in life, I guess. Because I am that wet blanket person, for sure. But I strive to be this person who, like, knows how to balance things. And I, I really appreciated that at the end, she wasn't just 
trying to be like, okay, let's not do this anymore, which is what she was doing for the other games, in my estimation. But she was trying to be like, let's do this safely. Let's do this smart. Let's do this in a way that isn't going to get us killed. You know? It's interesting that you just assume that she didn't want to do that stuff but safely. Yeah. Only because, like, in the first game, she had a show. Right. Where she was doing this thing with Nate, where they find the damn casket of El Dorado, presumably safely. Like, Nate was probably doing this work for Elena's legally. Yeah, that's true. Um, And she's also, in Uncharted 2, she's close to wherever Nate has to be for this thing. Still doing, I think, similar stuff. Yeah, it's She true. has a gun. Yeah. You know, so she knows it's dangerous. So I feel like she always kind of wanted to do it safely. And then, rightfully so, like you're saying, in the beginning of Uncharted 4, she is pushing Nate to do this Malaysia job. Right. Because it also seems like a safe, safer thing. Mm-hmm. What she seems to be not a fan of are, like, the secret, unfound city of whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, because what we find out with Nate's thing is that a lot of times... It's clues to clues to clues to clues. Mm-hmm. The games, fortunately, take place near the end of that search, right? Right. <clears throat> but a lot of the things, it seems like, Nate is way more excited than everybody else who's with him. Yeah, it's She's true. She's like, oh, now I know where to go from here. And everybody right. else is like, well, when the hell are we going to be done? Right. Yeah, that's true. So I think that's also part of like what Elena gets stressed out about because of this, like... It's yeah. almost like a drug addiction. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Absolutely. The yeah, there's no no doubt to me that Nate is in the wrong or whatever. Like, he needs to cool saying, it. I think she's okay. Yeah. I think he was just so far yeah. from being, like, Nathan Drake adventure extraordinary. Yeah, it's just hard because she's the only one playing that role, right? Because Sel- in the other games, anyway, Sully's egging him on, Chloe's egging him on. Like, everybody's, like... I mean, right. they can complain about how they don't want to go to another place or whatever, but right. they're not like, Stop you shouldn't do right. this, it's unsafe, and like, that's all Elena says. So you're probably right, that she was probably reasonable all along, but I didn't see her that way because she's yeah. the only person there saying right. no, you know? Which was her purpose in, in the plot, which is an important purpose to play, um, but I just found it annoying. So on the flip side, the dry blanket, Sam, <laughs> what do you think of him? Sam, well, in context of the whole game, by the end of it, I I still kind of hate him. Mm-hmm. Um, so the story of Sam, just to rehash here, is that he comes to Nate saying, hey, I'm alive. Surprise! Right. Um, I lived, they fixed me, and then I got sentenced to life in jail for killing Vargas, which he didn't do. Rafe killed Vargas. It's correct. Oh, right, right. Yeah, sorry, you are saying Vargas. I was thinking Alvarez. Vargas. Yep, Vargas. So um, so he's stuck there, but his cellmate, Alvarez, is that his name? I think so. Um, got him out. Or Alcatraz. Or... Uh, yeah, it's like Alcatraz. Alcatraz. I don't think it's Alvarez. But he's a big drug lord cartel boss guy. That's what that's his role. He's like a big, um, you know, whatever the, whatever the phrasing is for a big drug lord down in wherever they're in. He is the cellmate of Sam. I'm looking up his name right now. Just had it. Oh, god damn it. I'm sorry. You know, I was trying to talk and now you stopped me. Alcazar. Alcazar. Okay. Alvarez and Alcatraz? Not too far. (laughs) Alcazar. So anyway, so his cellmate Alcazar got him out, but his cellmate is this drug lord person. So he's saying, you need to find Henry Avery's treasure in three months or I'm going to kill you. Because Sam had been, like, talking about it the whole time. Right. Right. 
And so that's how Nathan gets back in the business. And he lies to Elena, which I hate. Right. And I was super mad. Because right. um, that part of me wondered, too, if you liked Elena more because Nate is so wrong a lot in that's this game. That's also yeah. very possible, too. But I, I do think Chapter 4 just set, set me on a good path right. with her that just, like, pr- proceeded right. as I continued to see her be right the yeah. whole time. And maybe that's why. Maybe I got less out of Nate's mindset where I was like, you know what? This bitch has been reasonable all along. Right. I've been an idiot. <laughs> I, You know, I need to cool my jets. So anyway... um, so he lies to Elena, and that's horrible. Especially because, like, literally the scene before that is the scene we're talking about, Chapter 4. Right, where she's, in like, which she's like, yeah, I understand that you miss adventure. So, like, she seems like she would have been reasonable about it if he came, went, came and told right. her. Because it's not like they had to Not saying she would have been thrilled. Right. Right, but, yeah. So, anyway, so that's what they do. But you find out halfway through the game that Sam lied. Alcatraz. Al- 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 Alcaraz. Alvarez? No. <laughs> to the sea. Alcatraz. Alcazar. Al- Al- <laughs> damn it. Alcazar. Al- yes. <laughs> that Alcazar had been killed, I think. Not by Sam, just by someone. He died. He died, whatever. Right. Six months prior to Sam's escape. And it was Rafe, who's the bad guy. And who was their number three in this flashback? Who had helped. I mean, you're not listening to this podcast to get a full right. overview of the fucking chill out audience so so rafe had gotten sam out of prison right and so there's no deadline there's no saving sam's life sam just wants to find the treasure and he wants his brother to help him and he he lied to him to make him do it and he lied to rafe also because he He did he had no plans in like sharing that with rafe right Right. which is why he broke off from rafe as opposed to rafe was breaking him out so that sam could help him find the treasure Um, and yeah, that is all just like so beyond douchey that I just can't deal with it. And I also don't really understand if Sam didn't know anything about what had happened to Nate in his life, then I don't really understand why Sam didn't think that Nathan would just help him. Do you know what I mean? Like why come up with this lie? Like why, why do you think Nathan won't go if you just show up to him and say, Hey, I'm out. Let's go get Avery's treasure. Mm. Like, I don't know why I lie in the first place. I Like, I just don't like lying. It's all very well, part of me, Part of me wonders because I don't think Rafe and Nathan saw eye to eye when they worked together specifically. That's true. And I feel like there, there seems to be a lot of ineptitude with everybody who's looking. Mm-hmm. Not one person could do it alone, it seems like. Right. Well, and um, Rafe definitely can't do it at all. Rafe can't do it at all. The right. most inept. But, like, Nate never trusted Rafe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I bet Rafe sensed that. I think Sam couldn't do it with Rafe, but he felt like he could do it with Nate. Right. And maybe he felt that Nate and Rafe couldn't work together, so he had to hedge his bets and bet on his brother. Yeah. Well, and it's true. It's all, like, unspoken stuff. That's what it felt like. Yeah. Anyway, that twist, I, like, gasped at the TV. Did you gasp? Were you surprised? I was pretty surprised. Yeah. yeah. I was pretty surprised. And I was, I felt like an idiot after the fact that I was surprised. Because Because I already didn't like Sam. You're you right. Didn't, yeah. Because he's pushing Nate to do he's this. He's so pushy, yeah. He's not helpful in, like, check on your wife. Yeah, yeah. He just doesn't seem where, like... Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't seem grateful. Up, yeah. Right. And, um... Like, oh, yeah, right. that part. And she, yeah. she's found out, and she says, you're a big f- flippin' liar. Yeah. Get out of my face, Nate! Except not. Yeah, and but, then she realizes... And, and then Nate, like... <laughs> <laughs> like a stupid man would is like, but that's my brother. Right. Thinking that'll make Elena right. like right. be like, oh, okay. But she instead is like, you had a brother right. <laughs> and right. didn't tell me. And <laughs> she's twice as mad. I mean, they they both messed up. They yeah. messed up more. Yeah, for sure. I mean, she didn't have to leave the room. No, right? I think that she, was the right thing to do. No, I don't think so. Oh, come on. 
No. I mean, she does go a little far. She leaves the room. The line she leaves the room on is, I don't even know who you are. Right. I think that's a little dramatic. (laughs) Again, she's been down this road before, but I think they both made mistakes. Yeah. Sully rightfully says, go after her. Right. Sam does not say that. Right. And that's where Sam's like, to me, he's like not being very considerate about Nate, who's like the big, because Nate helps, Sam has the pirate knowledge, right? There's a lot of um, puzzles and shit that involve the specific pirates that are involved with this treasure Mm -hmm. that we're trying to get. And Sam's very good on that lore. Yeah. But Nate is like the The tried and tested, right? right. So he does all this stuff. Right. Um, Even this, uh, this tower that you and I like so much, it's Nate and Sully. Yep. He yeah. needs um, Sam's help to answer some of the stuff. Right. Nate's the one About who does the pirates. It. Totally. So Sam definitely needs Nate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like he's this blind ambition of his. But in that moment that you're talking about when he doesn't tell Nate to go after Elena, we still believe that Sam's life is at stake here. That's correct. And they're kind of winding down on time, if I remember correctly, at that point. So, um I didn't feel like he should have... Well, I think he could have been nicer, of course, yeah, yeah. more polite. But Every, I wasn't that mad at him in that scene because... Everybody Yeah, but I personally wasn't yeah. mad at... Um, I am in retrospect knowing that he was lying. But at the moment in which I thought he was, his life was at stake, I don't blame him for being like, my life is at stake. I don't even know this bitch. You know what I mean? Well, I will say, though, also in context, this is the second time that Nate's wife, Elena, had been brought up to Sam. Because there's the bit after the auction right. that Nate has to call Elena mm-hmm. in the room. And Sully gives Sam a talking to. He's like, listen, it took him a long time to get out of this work. That's true, yeah. Um, and you're bringing him back. Right. So, like, you're why he's here. And yeah. if something bad happens to him or his life, it's your fault. Right. And then something bad happens to Nate's life. Right. And Sam is, like, still, like, whatever. Yeah, it's true. Um, I mean, definitely shitty since we know he was lying. Yeah. But at the time... I didn't blame him as much because I mean, he had other things to worry about. Being in prison that long is going to make a guy kind of stunt his progress as sure. a human, right? Yeah. Because by the end of the game, everything's all hunky-dory. No one dies. Right. Um, and Sam stays with Sully. Yeah, and the big thing Sam does is all the treasure that he did steal from Libertalia in the end, he gives to Elena. It. No, I think it's all of it. You think all of it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like the, I mean, it's definitely the bulk of it. 90% of it at the least, I think. Um, Gives to Elena so that they can buy the business that Nate works for, the salvage business. Um, And that's supposed to be his, like, penance, you know? Like, his, like, I'm sorry, I lied and stuff. And it's, you know, I I guess I'm one to hold a grudge a little bit, but it's hard to get over. It's Definitely, definitely the right thing to do. Right. Um, but it's not enough to make me fully forgive him yet. Right. Yeah. You know, part of me, as we're sitting here talking about this, makes me wonder too. Like, when is Sully going to be done? I know. You know, like Sully's got. I couldn't proof. believe that that is how it ended for Sully. Right. Like that he's still, and I bet you they're not doing anything half as crazy as what Nate does. And it doesn't seem that Sam's even half as interested in any other. Sure. Loot. You know. Because Nate was really into, like, this Francis Drake thing. Mm-hmm. You know, that was two games out of the three, uh, four. Do you think that Nate really believed he was no. a descendant of Drake ever? No? Not mm-hmm. even when he was a kid? Uh, I mean, maybe as a kid. But I think as yeah. he got older, he just kind of... Yeah, okay. Just curious. Because they're both such, like, real history buffs, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I think he was okay. 
But I think he was just ready to, like, leave that old life behind, you know? I think he, like, maybe not, like, really believed it. Maybe, like, we believe in Santa. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, like, the way you believe in Santa when you're 12 or whatever, where you're, like, this can't be possible, but I still have some amount of faith for some bizarre reason. I feel like that's where But not as an adult. I think as an adult. Oh, yeah, that's crazy. Where he has, like, a fantasy life in his head where he thinks he's really, really related to Francis, Sir Francis Drake. Sorry. Anyway, that's a side note. Um, so we're coming up. Well, we've, we're a little over the hour. Mm. You want to start wrapping up? Sure. Is there anything else you want to you want to touch on? Because I think we should just cover the ending then, the proper ending of the game. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. So the game ends. So technically, the the huge chunk of the story ends on this pier when uh, Sam and Sully are saying goodbye to Nate and Elena. Oh, yeah, then that end. Oh, sorry. You're no, not, we're... I'm talking about the part after. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then we have, like, a, a long year gapage. I I'm, don't know how long. I'm just saying, we didn't talk about the fight with Rafe at the end in that whole moment. I think oh, we should talk about that ending. Well, that's why I asked you. I'm sorry. Coming up, I'm sorry. Talk about anything? Well, you, you said no. the ending. I didn't know which part of the ending you meant. I was going to talk about the epilogue. Uh, okay. Like the ending. Okay. Well, well I, I still want to talk the about thing. the end of the Henry Avery adventure. Then please bring it up. <laughs> uh, yeah i mean all i want to say about it now you're looking at me like well, no. i shouldn't i know Please. okay okay yeah. is that um i loved that sword fight i love that ho- see that that's like a final battle do you know what i mean that's what i felt like uncharted 3 was lacking it didn't have this like final moment that i so desperately needed that was like epic and big and exciting um so at the end of the henry avery adventure um you find Rafe and Nadine, who we haven't talked about at all. Oh. Nadine, I think, is a great character, and I loved her through the whole game. Yeah, very strong lady. Very strong, awesome lady. And she... Um, I also like the idea that her, her and Sully have some sort of past. There's, like, a, they, like... Right, like, they've had flirt with it on the, they're, when they're in the mansion. Yeah, I don't think it's, like, a romantic past. Oh, maybe. I, no, I, I think well, it might be. It could be. be. You yeah. know, he fancies himself as a lady. I think both. I think it's... Yeah, it definitely felt more like... He yeah, they used to be partners or something. In a... Or the other way. I think, like, maybe it's very similar to what Nate's doing. Or they used AD to be currently. racing against right. each other. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, sorry. So, I love that moment when Nadine fucking leaves them in this, like, burning thing. And she right. is like, these guys died fighting each other. Thomas, too. And Henry Avery. Right. Thomas um, being the other main pirate in this whole thing. Right. And, like, they both got so greedy that they ended up killing themselves in this moment. And Nate and her implication, of course, is that Nate and Rafe are about to do the same thing. And right. then she just bails. Like, right. she's so awesome. I just think she's the best. She's my hero. Um, and then I thought the sword fight, the mechanics of that sword fight were really epic and yeah. really fun. I really enjoyed that. Um but yeah, I was surprised no one died. I was also surprised a few scenes before that when Elena like fakes her death as a joke. Yeah, I thought maybe. But Oof, I mean, that played with my heart. Well, also, <laughs> I didn't understand fully what had happened because they had like a bit of a tumble. Yeah, they fell from a high distance. Like if she hit her head in the right way, she could have been dead. Yeah, I mean, I guess it just didn't feel or like she it fractured her spine. That. Yeah, it just seemed like a thing where she landed on him. Mm. No, like, no, no. He landed on top of her. Oh. It was something like he was protecting her, though, from falling rocks Oh, maybe there was something. a bomb or yeah, something. I don't right. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He climbs over because there's yeah. rocks falling. Yeah, that's So whatever. Right. I don't know. Just That would have been, like, messed up. Because it just didn't seem like something... Well, that would have been the best her. time for somebody to die. Yeah, I, 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 I think I would have... I mean... I, I'm with you, though. I thought maybe she was dead. I really thought maybe she was dead. And I was like, holy fucking shit. Yeah, yeah that would have blew my mind. And I, in a way, I'm glad she's not, but... 
Well, and it would have been interesting to see her die there for real. Because they do this thing too, where they bring you so close to these characters' deaths. Elena does this thing where she fakes it, right? Yeah. The whole time I'm worried about Sully because he's old. Yeah, because he's old. Yeah. So who knows what's going to happen to him? Um, then there's a bit on the pirate ship while you're fighting Rafe in the sword fight right. and Sam's pinned and he basically gives up already. Yeah. He's like, go. Yeah, he's like, Nate, just go, yeah. And Nate doesn't. Yeah, because he's and a then, fucking hero. And then there's a very precarious <laughs> moment where they're trying to swim away from this exploding, imploding, falling ship. down cave. Yeah. Um, and they both make it out okay. Yeah. But either of them could have died. Yeah, I think the best death, I mean, Sam dying, I think, would have been okay in that moment. But I think the best death would have been Elena because... What I think is kind of great about that moment in which somebody shouldn't be dead is, like, that's the point of going on adventures like these. Like, that would be, like, the, like, hitting at home message to Nate of, like, even when it's not dangerous, it's dangerous. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes something silly happens, you know? Yeah, I felt like, well, on one hand, I definitely wouldn't have liked it because, like, it kind of turns Elena into a prop. Mm, right? That's true. Um... And then on the other hand, too, I feel like it would make more sense if he died. Nathan? Because she, she's not worried about her own safety when she's out there. She's worried about his. Right. So if he had died, like, trying to swim out of that cave, mm. Sam makes it, Elena makes it, Sully makes it. And, like, he, he, hero style, right? He goes out. But, yeah. like, because of dumbness. Yeah. You know? He kept... You know, he did this thing with good intentions. Well, I mean, his dumbness would have just been that he even stayed for Sam to get Sam out, which then made him die in turn. If that happened, that would have been the stupid thing. I felt like Elena could, I would have been pretty upset if Elena died because I just felt like, I don't know why. No, I probably would have been too. You're right. But, um, but yeah, um, yeah, the sword fight was good. I had some trouble with it. It's tough because like, Again, you're in the home stretch of the game, and they just chuck in this new mechanic. Yeah. So there was definitely some trial and error for me, but I think they let you get slashed enough to, like, Yeah, they did. Figure it out. Yeah, I didn't die, but yeah. I did get hit a few times. Um, yeah, I just, I, I, again, I just thought it was and he epic. has exposition. He's talking. Yeah. Which is nice, too. If it yeah. was just a, because there's a fight I remember at the end of Uncharted 1 mm. that is kind of similar. It's like some quick, um, quick time event stuff where you have to hit a button to punch this dude oh yeah yeah at the end i remember yeah and but like he wasn't saying anything right 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 and you don't have a history with this guy either right yeah it is nice to but have Rafe a conversation. Has a thing. Yeah. yeah i don't mind that they throw in a new mechanic at the end because it, there's there was just something about it that felt really epic you know yeah and it was just cool to see nate with swords for a change well that's why i gotta wonder too about three because you keep bringing it up and i really don't remember being disappointed with it but because the lady's the one that Nate has this history with. Mm-hmm. And that guy we don't have the history with. Yeah, a longer with, right? history than she even has with Rafe. So I guess I could see why you would feel that that would be disappointing. I should play through it one more time. Yeah. Yeah, I just wanted something. Yeah. I don't know. I just I felt disappointed by it. But whatever. On to, Back to Uncharted 4. So. Well, so they get out. Yep. Nate does some fancy thing where he like drops a chandelier or some shit on Rafe, which is pretty gross. But it's a bag of gold, bag of gold like yeah. coins or which something, which is like one of those like hubris things. Right? Yeah, that's pretty much what Nadine was waiting for. Yep. And also, you're right, Nadine was badass for most of that game. But like when she was leaving, I was like, Nate's like, let me just get my brother out. That's right. what he's been saying this whole time. Yeah. Um, and not for nothing too, but it's been these two oh, guys that he's not versus there for the gold, right? And it's been these two guys versus her whole army this mm-hmm. whole time. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why she's not giving Nate enough props here. 
And it's fine. She's she's not like a bad guy per se, but she's on the other side, and she's obviously had enough of all of their shits. Well, because I think then it, maybe it doesn't become about gold, but it becomes about ego. I mean, he does have to save Sam or whatever, but like, there's an amount of like, I have to come in and fight Rafe now because of like manly virtues. Sure, you know. Yeah, and so maybe me as a guy, I was just like, I just feel like she was oversimplifying it. At the yeah, she, obviously she, she was pissed. She, was. she just had a gun. She was on pissed. Her. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I wouldn't give her as much props as you're going to oh, give her I that Oh, I loved it. Day. I fucking loved it. But all the time she kicked Nate out of a building, I'll give her the props. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. yeah, she really kicked their ass. Yeah, she's great. Um, I love Nadine. So there's this sword fight. Rafe dies for the bag of gold. Nate does some fancy stuff because uh, Sam blows... is pinned under uh, like a pillar or something. Yeah, pylon. Yeah, so he uses a, uh, a cannon in the ship. Blows mm-hmm. up a hole in it. Everything sure it starts sinks. to sink. Yeah. So he can get loose from the thing, and they swim out, but then the whole thing blows up. But they both make it. But they both make it. Do we find that out on the plane? I or, can't remember what yeah, happens. I'm trying to think how long it was that we have to like wait to see who made it, you know? But everybody's fine. They depart at a dock. Sam stays with Sully, presumably to adventure mm-hmm. more. Uh, Nate goes home with Elena. Yep. Then what you're talking about, we find out that they have the gold they, from Sam. Right, so they bought, <clears throat> Elena bought the salvage job, right. salvage company from Nate's retiring boss. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is the job that Nate has. And then they're going to go on the Malaysia job. Yep. Right. She got the permits. the permits. Yep, she got them. Then there's an epilogue mm-hmm. uh, that takes place years later. Presumably like six, maybe ten. Maybe ten. Maybe ten. Because they don't have I mean, that girl's before, at least ten years daughter. old. Yeah. Um, Cassie? Cassie. Okay. And they have a cool island living situation. Yep. Living on the beach. Um, There's a dog. Well, it starts with you playing Crash Bandicoot. That's yep. how it starts. Yep. And I did way worse this time. I think I did better, but I still did trash. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then Cassie, like Nate did, is searching through a different house yep. looking for her parents. Yep. Who we don't know, but we assume. I think it's I, th- I think it's a couple rooms down until we start seeing pictures of them. Yeah, it, yeah. it's pretty obvious that it must be. Um, but there's a dog there's that a made dog. me excited. It's a golden yeah. retriever, right? I don't remember its name. Me neither. But anyway, you're like following it around and then it runs to the dock. You run after it. Right. So you find out that you're supposed to go on this trip with your parents. Mm-hmm. But then there's a side house, which I guess is Elena and Nate's like office space. Yeah. Like, where they keep a lot of their... House. Yeah. Because yeah. um, then there's a locked cabinet that Cassie's able to access that has all... I don't know if it's the same trinkets from the beginning of the game. It is. It is, right? Yep. Um, so that's... It's the first time Cassie finds out that her parents were adventurers. Yeah, we're awesome, badass people. Um, also, too, before this, we find a note from Sam and Sully, knowing that they're both okay, yep. that they're going to be visiting, and that they're both still hanging out together. And also before this, we find, I think it's Time Magazine, with Cassie on the cover, with a headline. Did you find this? Was it her? Yeah. And it said, like, like father, like daughter, or something. Mm. It was, like, the headline of this cover story on Time Magazine. Maybe it was her. It is her. Because I get confused because there's a bit. So we're, we gloss over a lot of like the flashbacks with Sam and Ada's kids. Mm. But there's a bit where they're traversing a mansion where they think their deceased mother's belongings are. Right. And there's a, there's a couple magazines in there with people on the cover. So oh. maybe that's why I was blending those together. But maybe yeah, I yeah. Cassie's no, Cassie, Cassie picks up her own magazine because she says right. something like, this is so embarrassing or like yeah. some stupid teenage thing. Well, because so... Before the epilogue, Elena says she might want to start her TV show again. Yep. Uh, now using all the legal adventures that this company will go on. Right. So presumably, Cassie starts participating in that when she's old enough, right? Yep. Uh, but Nate and Elena walk in on Cassie. Um, 
looking at all the stuff. Mm-hmm. And the game pretty much ends right after that. But well, yeah, Nate and Elena have a moment of like, is it time to tell her? Right. It's time to tell her. Right. So they tell her. So the game's over. The franchise is supposed to be over. Also, did you, I don't know how if you watched those credits or whatever, but at the very end it did like this, like a very special thanks to contributions or whatever. And it was this woman that got pushed out. Yeah, I saw that. And that that made me feel weird. Yeah. Because of political intrigue, you know. <laughs> sure. Um. So, what do you think? Good ending, bad ending? I think it's a great ending. Are you ready for Uncharted Five? No. No, I hope Uncharted Five doesn't happen again for ten years. I'm gonna say ten years. It's an okay. arbitrary number, but I'm gonna say sure, ten years. Sure. I'd like and, enough time for you to like forget. Yeah, right. and then I hope it's about Cassie turning into a Nathan Drake like character who's bullheaded and stupid and dangerous and doing all that stuff. Hmm. Yeah, part, I mean, because part of me, and I hope they don't even call it Uncharted Five. Well, what I, I would like, and it's not going to happen because yeah. of companies and money and stuff like that. But, sure. Because what I think would be cool, like, so say it's a Cassie game. Mm-hmm. But her parents are still alive. I'd like them to still be alive. Yeah. yeah. But so like like you're saying, if it's not titled Uncharted, it's mm-hmm. its own thing. And like through the course of the story, we find out like it's Oh, like, that would be awesome. I think so too. <laughs> They'll never do that. <laughs> no, but won't. that would be really awesome. Um, yeah, that's that's what I'd want. Um, but also too, because maybe we're talking about, we're like, we're going to be on the look for it. As soon as we see a main lead yeah. white blonde male character, uh, female character named Cassie, right? We're going to be like... With glasses, yeah. right? Yeah. That's um, totally true. All right. But you probably like Tomb Raider better. I definitely like Tomb Raider better than Uncharted. Interesting. I haven't played Rise of the Tomb Raider yet, full disclosure, podcast no, listeners. Currently, we're a Sony family. We're a Sony fam. So we're waiting for that uh, Xbox exclusivity to uh, wear down, which would be this Christmas, I think. Yeah, December 2016, I think. Soon. Anyway, but yeah, I... um, Yeah. I mean, the my I, we don't have time to get into this. We can talk about it in another episode. Um, but my problem with Uncharted is that it's just like it's so exactly what it is. That, that's like a, sorry, that that means nothing. It's just Uncharted like is Uncharted. <laughs> Uncharted is Uncharted, and Uncharted is Indiana Jones, and Uncharted is the story of like a stubborn bullheaded always doing the too dangerous thing white guy and he's like this girl who's always telling him not to and like everything about it is just like so typical in a gendered sort of way that i just am like i'm bored from the get-go because i'm like i have heard this story ten thousand times and i don't need to hear it again that said i love these games so don't hear me wrong or at all but i just rather play tomb raider because it's just, she's a different character than Nathan because she isn't stubborn and bullheaded. She's adventurous, but she's smarter, I'm going to say. Um, and I just, yeah. And I mean, you can blame that all on her womanness or whatever and say that that's the reason this is different. But then that's also just like very sad of gender. I'd love to see a male character who was a little bit more like Lara Croft. And I'd love to see Cassie someday turn into Nathan Drake, right? And just be, you know, that that person instead. That destructive sort of person. I will say, I think original Laura Croft was closer to what you're describing Nathan as. I agree. Yeah, so I'm totally talking about Tomb Raider 2013. But I also think, too, there's not a lot of story in Tomb Raider 13. 
2013, excuse me. That's true, too. Um, so I'm trying to think. And again, we don't have time. But she's got like a journal of her father's or something yeah. that is alluding to this island that she gets stuck on. And then the game is her surviving. Yes. She has very little survival in the game. It's just right. don't get killed by the bad guys, which right. is just a video game. Um, well, and saving Sam, coincidentally. Right. But it's the not, other main character also named Sam. Because we, we talked about the bow and arrow tutorial where mm-hmm. you have to shoot a deer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah, is yeah. never a thing, ever right, again, right. ever. But I'm just saying, the game isn't only about her just surviving. I mean, but it's just a video game, though, I guess yeah. is my point. Like People it, die in that game also. Um, characters? Yeah. Yeah, characters we've never seen before. I'm just saying. Sure, I know. But I mean, what's this point about Uncharted is that we've lived with them for four games. Right, right, right. So it would have been cool to see them go. Sure. It's harder to give props to the game that has expendable characters that sure. they expend. Good point. But, um, so I, I would like to play Rise of the Tomb Raider also because I want to see who Laura Croft really is. Yeah. Because I don't think we got a better sense of it. Because also, that game's really unbalanced in terms of her character. Yeah, it's true. Because it's super devastating for her to kill that first person. Yeah. And then she kills a thousand people. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> um, so I see what you're saying in terms of, like, the motivation for the, the difference in motivation for those two characters. And that Nate is just kind yeah. of unnecessarily stubborn. What you're saying is maybe Lara has turned into Nathan Drake right. in Rise That's of the Tomb Raider. Yeah. We'll see. But even still, even if she does, the game will still be different enough because it's then it's a woman lady. being being that kind of person. So uh, that's all. I just, like, appreciate... <laughs> sorry. I appreciate um, a, a different story right. in any, like, sort of capacity that makes it a little bit different. Right. So... So, yeah, so that's the thing about Uncharted. So, yeah, I definitely like Tomb Raider more. Well, I'm sure we'll talk about it again in another conversation, both Uncharted and Tomb Raider, but let's wrap it up. Um, if you want to check out the other podcasts uh, that I am a part of and that Amanda may visit sometimes, check out BrokenJars.xyz. Um, check Sh- out Shylock's Gaming Podcast. Check out the other podcast I, was, I do called Shylock's Gaming Podcast, um, where we talk about video games and only video games. And that's it. Tune in next week where we talk about whatever the hell we want to talk about. Um, Bye. Bye.